Well, brothers, it's uh, always good for us to come together like this uh, to separate this time and uh, first to pray. I really enjoyed our prayer today. And, uh, and then to consider uh, before the Lord um, our situation uh, uh, throughout the whole recovery concerning the matter of both the children and the young people. Um, I, I always have trouble remembering how, how, how long. I know it's, it's been quite a while that we started this kind of a fellowship, maybe more than 12, 13 years ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, uh, of course, along the way, uh, several of you have kind of joined us and, and, and uh, been with us now for the last several years, uh, although I do believe there, there are some who are here uh, maybe for the first time. Um, we, uh, I, w I was not sure what to expect this time because our announcement uh, um, sometimes doesn't go out as er early as people set their, get their flights for, you, you know. So we need to make sure we, uh, w um, we, take, we take care of that and take care of you in, the, in, in, in that small detail. Um, <clears throat> anyway, in these times, we, uh, fr from, from when we first started, um, we just wanted to uh, take advantage of the fact that we're here. So many of us are here, and that we could come together and uh, and learn from one another and seek the Lord together. Um, and there there are times, or actually many of the times, at the beginning we like to share some burden that 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 we have, but very much uh, we we like to hear from from you brothers. Um, because we need to read the body. And uh, all, uh, we all have some experience and we all have something to contribute in this matter from our experiences. And um, wasn't this an awesome training? <laughs> um, actually, we could, for our fellowship tonight, we could just use the training outlines. We, we really don't need an extra outline like what we handed to you. But um, I hope that you would see something that, uh, you know, this outline that we've, that we've uh, distributed is, is on the matter, the matters of burden and prayer. And actually, prayer and burden. Prayer and burden. And um, I, I did not have this terminology. I, I would not have, what I'm going to share with you right now, um, I would not have put it this way 24 hours ago. Uh, but, but now I will say, I will say, um, over these past many months, maybe even years, um, we have been observing some situations uh, among us. And, and uh, the way that we came up with, with this to this matters, these matters to fellowship with you, is that we saw some darkening in certain situations. <laughs> Isn't that right? We, 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 as we observe, as we travel here and there, and also in our own places, um, there are some situations that just get dark, they're darkened. They're not normal. They're not normal. And, and this causes a reaction and response within us to, to pray to see what is the problem and how can we address this problem 
and how widespread is such a problem. And so out of this kind of exercise, um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Brother Tom and I, uh, we somewhat exchanged typewriter notes as we we're reading the heavenly, divine, and mystical typewriter. And uh, it's very interesting that, that uh, we both got the same message. And we, we had, I would say, exactly the same burden. And, and that's what we'd like to present to you uh, in, this, in this fellowship. Um, I'd like to, uh, before reading the outline, I would like to read something from the training. Uh, these are from message four. I want to read two points and one paragraph in the excerpts. Um, for your reference, this is message four. This is the message given by Brother Andrew. And please remember that Andrew did stress this matter, this matter of take time. Take time, which will um, come up in a little bit. Um, so this is under Roman, this is on page 30 in the outline, on, under Roman 2, uh, B. The burning of the incense, and we know that the burning of the incense is related to the matter of prayer, is the central matter of everything in the tabernacle, God's dwelling place. I don't know if or how you were impressed with this statement. The burning of the incense is the central matter of everything in the tabernacle, God's dwelling place. Brothers, this, this sentence, to me, just speaks a lot. It speaks a lot. And it shines. And it shines. And it causes concern to me. And, and, and brings repentance. Just, just this sentence. Can you apply this sentence personally? to the ones you're serving with. And some of us are in the lead to our coordination even in the eldership, in the leadership. I mean, this morning we had a very frank word. Um, the, all the brothers in every place, there, there, there must be a coming together to pray. Then um, under C4, it says, the prayer offered in Christ and with Christ, as the incense, governs God's dispensing of grace and motivates the execution of the divine administration. The prayer offered in Christ and with Christ as the incense governs the dispensing of grace. Isn't that what you want? We're, we're here in the setting about the young people. Okay, so let's say... Apply it to the young people. Isn't that what you want for your young people? Amen. The dispensing of grace. Amen. You have your summer school in June? June. Isn't that what you're already praying? Lord, dispense yourself into them. But, but it's the prayer offered that governs the dispensing and motivates the execution of the divine administration. Uh, on page 32, I think it's the, uh, the last paragraph in this section. If, if some of you have it, maybe it'd be best if we read it together. This is uh, just about, that is the one, two, 
3, fourth paragraph begins with this kind of prayers needs time. And it's just above the title, the, uh, the, the central item of the tabernacle. Could, could we read that, whoever has it? Let's read clearly a little bit, not so fast, because some are not looking on, so that it's clear in the reading. Amen? This kind of prayer needs time. in these fellowships dating back maybe let's say six years or, or seven years um, well we are in, in 15 now going back to yes about 2008 2008 2009 uh, this was the time that we were still in the uh, compilation period before that book raising up the next generation was uh, was uh, published Incidentally, I, I received some, this is an aside, I received some very good news. Actually, I was handed a copy of this book in the Portuguese language this week. I was, I was so happy. So now we have it in English, in Spanish, in Chinese, simplified Chinese, Korean, and Portuguese. Amen. And so when, while, while this project was being, was being done, we we discovered, uh, you know, came upon so many quotations and messages that Brother Lee gave concerning the young people um, and, and giving some specific direction, some specific direction that we had to measure ourselves against. We had to consider, we had to really reconsider our way. And as, as what, what were we doing? And of course, uh, we've spoken here in years past about this a uh, problem that we have of, of uh, new ones coming in and our own young people leaving us. You know, the, the retention rate. And that in, in many of the churches, even globally, it was 50%. Uh, and, and actually, I believe, Brother Ray, you told me when we were together in Sydney this last uh, April that you heard that in Korea, the brothers told you, it was, they, lost, they were losing 80%. Is that right? They were losing 80%. Oh, the grieving in our heart. And that's not the only place. I heard another place, the same. And so, and so there's a kind of divine reaction uh, uh, to this. And just at this time, we're receiving the, these, the, you know, these writings and so on. And so then we realize we need to, we need to be humble. 
And we need to consider, Lord, what, what shall we do? And how can we apply some of the things? And I would say, as we have taken Brother Lee's and Brother Nee's direction in specific areas, we have seen some changes. We have seen. I think, I think we've heard testimonies right here in this room while we're together. Uh, I remember the testimony you gave, Brother Ken, about, about those graduating from the summer school, going through the program, and then going to the campus in their freshman year. And, and just like Brother Lee said, as the seeds of the gospel, they'd be the, lip, the, they'd be the bombs there. And, and about still happening, wonderful. And the students doing the student work, you know, these, these, these things. And so we have seen some improvements and some changes, and, and there is a definite feeling the Lord is moving on. And, and I, w I would say uh, the Lord has used our times together here uh, as well uh, in this, as we've, again, come together to, to uh, endeavor together and to learn to, you know, together and so on. Uh, but last year, um, we did have a kind of a feeling that... Um, even though we need to advance in all those areas, that still we are not making the progress that we should. We're, 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 we're not experiencing the breakthrough that, that we feel we should experience. And uh, still we are losing some. Maybe, maybe and I, we can only know this if we do the statistics, maybe we're losing less than before. That doesn't make us normal. That just makes us a little better, right? Um, so we, we had a kind of feeling that, that actually the, the Lord was speaking to us. We need, we need to come back to something very basic and to see that, the, that this basic point that the underlying burden of the young people's work is, is shepherding. And we, we focused on this last, uh, last year when we were together here. And anyway, this, this time, as, again, as we were before the Lord, um, this matter of prayer really, um, uh, I, I would say, became a kind of burden and, and just has intensified over the last few weeks and then especially these last three, three days. As, as we heard these, these eight messages uh, you know, concerning concerning the priesthood, and and it was just a confirmation. I feel that this is the Lord's burden. Um, we're very concerned. We're very concerned that there there is a lack of the adequate prayer, and this could be this could be, if not the major source, a a source, a a, a major source of the lack of full blessing. I wouldn't say the lack of blessing, but we couldn't go that far. But I do feel, I do feel there's a lack of full blessing. We could go farther. And, and as we consider this matter of, uh, as I said, the lack of prayer, uh, I feel, brothers, it's on a number of fronts. A number of fronts. Um, one area is the corporate prayer corporate prayer and I would say I would say this is the area this was the a in the message that I felt before the Lord you understand what I mean when the typewriter is typing 
this was the first word. In, in observing various so-called coordination groups, both in my place and in other places, I realized that, that a number of the saints these days, their coordination is a little different than the way we were raised. Sometimes the coordination, um, uh, well, a lot of the coordination is done by email. By email. And, and um, we expect that if we sent an email, it's the same as talking to that person. But then that person might be a younger person who now operates via text more than via email. And so we just expect, I sent it, you should know it. And, and there's no follow-up to, to, to see if they received your communication. And so people show up on the Lord's Day morning, whether it's children's meeting or the young people's, uh, maybe you have a junior high meeting or something, and, and they don't even know what lesson they're, being, they're, they're, they're on sometimes. Because they never, they never got that. Oh, but I sent it. Oh, but I sent it. But you, you, you understand what I, what I mean. And, and I feel this is, this is probably more a concern with, the, with our younger generation. But we're burdened for our younger generation to come up in some, in some places to take over. In some places, the, the, the young people's work is being handed over to a, a group of young adults or college students. Uh, I would say, brothers, um, don't go so fast. Be, be, you, you, you know the priests. The priests always, they had an apprenticeship, right? They had an apprenticeship from the age of 25 to 30. And then you serve as a real priest from 30 through 50. But after that, you don't retire. It's just that you're not involved with the actual doing of the Levitical service. You're meant to then be a mentor, a trainer, a coach, to lead the priests so that they would, so that they would not commit this iniquity of the sanctuary, so that they can learn well. They can learn well. So, so brothers, I think this is the first area, observing this not in one or two or three places, but actually in at least a dozen places. This kind of, this kind of going on. And then, no wonder, no wonder when, when we go somewhere, the brothers want to talk about the problems. Well, oh, oh, we have this problem. We have that problem. We'd like to see if you can help us with, solve this problem. And how do you deal with that? And, and so, sometimes before going to a certain, certain place, um, the brothers would actually forward me, this happened to you, they, they forward me the list of questions from the, from the serving ones. Now that, 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 that's better than being, you know, surprised on, on and I'm not saying don't, don't do that anymore. Um, some of you are actually here, I just noticed, but don't, <laughs> don't, don't, be, don't be offended, don't be offended by me. Um, but, but, <laughs> but I think you, you, you get my point. Uh, it, if we have coordination like that, no wonder, it's not a wonder 
that there will be so many situations, and sometimes complicated situations. We need more corporate prayer. And I feel, I feel, especially our young serving saints, need to be trained how to pray. And need to be infused with 1 Timothy 2.1, first of all, prayer. First of all, prayer. So it's not just, it's not just that they should pray. My point is, the saints need to be trained how to pray. How to pray. And I think we all know this. I, I'm not saying this for, for your learning. Uh, I, ju I just want to outline this, maybe for your passing on. And that is, I think we all realize there are, there are two ca at least two categories of prayer. Uh, one, one category is the prayer of fellowship. And then the other category is the prayer of petition or intercession, right? And, and you cannot jump into the second category and, it, and expect it to be effectual if you don't have the first category. And this, apl this applies to both our corporate prayer and our personal prayer. And so we have this situation. Well, I've seen this situation. I don't know if you, if you can relate to this. The serving saints come together. And they are faithful to pray. They actually come together face to face. Oh, oh wait, sorry, sorry. I didn't mention this yet. I didn't mention this. Conference call. Conference call. Now, saints, we, you know, we, we, are, we need to take advantage of the modern conveniences. We, we do need to take care of them, uh, take advantage of this. Brother Lee, oh, he would, he would talk about the jet, you know, going from, from Taiwan when he first came, on the, you know, how long on the boat it would be from Taiwan to San Francisco, and now you can go in a, in a jet, you, can, you know, he would, oh, the modern conveniences are for the Lord's recovery. Um, true, yeah. However, however, just as with anything, just as with anything, you remember the rod that Moses had, right? The rod that Moses had, that that eventually that eventually opened the the Red Sea, so that the children of Israel could exit, make their exodus. You remember, the snake was hidden there. So. So we have to throw it down and then take it by the tail. Use it in an opposite way than what the world uses. And, and it's very possible that some of these modern conveniences, we're not using them in the proper way. We're, we're not, now, of course, for, for you know, Ken and I to have fellowship, you know, Skype is, is, you know, or a conference call with the brothers and, you know, we're having conference calls to get ready for the national college training, right? And, uh, you know, um, regularly. Right. And prayed. The first of all, pray, prayer. And then came together, what was, uh, uh, when was it? In October, where a number came together for three days of face-to-face -face prayer and coordination. And that's from all over the country. And we live in our city, and some saints find it inconvenient 
to fit into their schedule to come together to pray for an hour once a week. That this is what I'm getting at. That, that again, and we need to be faithful, especially to our younger generation, to help them to learn to serve in the proper way. When we're not there, what will that turn into if they go too much by convenience? Too much by convenience. You know, this is, this is just the cross. It's the cross. To add an extra time during the week. I know how busy life is. We all do. And then, in the, that's apart from the church life. And many are now with their young families and so on. And and their studies. Yes, we all know how, how busy life is. But uh, I would say, we did it, or we were trained this way. We were trained this way, to come together. Now, maybe in your situation, it's not practical every week. I, I don't know where the saints all live who are serving. But, but I would say, I, I'd like to encourage the face-to-face -face prayer as often as possible. It's different. It's different when you pray face to face. It's just a different feeling and quality to it. And, and you know how it is. You could be praying there and, and, and answering email at the same time. You could be praying and then take, you know, taking care of your little girl, your baby during that time. You're, you're not focused. But when, you're, but when we come together, we can focus. So, so I feel there's a lack, you know, here, a lack here. So now we do come together to pray. But then, too quickly, the saints will pray for the young people. Pray for the situation. Pray for the next meeting. And very often our prayers are, are so... Um, Meeting-centered. Meeting-centered. Two points with this I, I'd, like to, I'd like to mention. Firstly, firstly, that I, I feel we're lacking very much. And I, again, I, I don't mean this to be a generalization, and if you're in your situation, it's not this way. That, that's wonderful. But from what I've observed, much of our prayer is not specific and not thorough not specific. We don't often pray name by name over them. Name by name over them. And well, of course we, we heard this week how, how the priest would come into God's presence and have the names, right? That's, that's, that's the Urim. That's where the letters were of the typewriter. That's where the letters were. They were the letters of the names of the twelve tribes. And, they, and he had, the priest had the names here and the, the names here. And so this is, this is just a, a picture that when we, when, when we are serving people, we, sh we should bring them, them, into the presence of God through our prayer. On our breast and on our shoulders. And one practical way to do this is to pray by name. Name by name. But there is a tendency, I would say even a temptation, to take care of business. 
to take care of the, the next meeting because we're short of time. Short of time. You know, brothers, uh, time is uh, are really our most precious commodity. Time. And what does it mean to, to pour out uh, our, our selves and our alabaster box on the Lord? It really is our time. And I, I do hope that we could have a kind of um, atmosphere of this. I, I, we, we need a recovery in this. We need a recovery. But with some, I think it's not a recovery because I feel some never tasted this. Some who have come along, come along, even in, I have to confess, even in my place, in the districts where I'm, where I'm serving. And I, 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 get, I get copied on all the emails and so on. And there's a new name there. I, how did this name get on here? And, and I wonder, how does this person serve? Who, who mentored them? Uh, um, it's wonderful they have the heart. Wonderful. And we, we try, to, we try uh, in, in, in my place, we have so much traffic from other localities. There might be someone from your place, in my place. They, they come to New York. They come to New York. Uh, sometimes uh, our, our largest number is, one time we had 38 Saints moved to New York one summer for for and 37 of the 38 were to my district in Manhattan and they came for graduate school and for and for work uh, and and then I think we had eight undergrads and but a lot of graduate students and then at post training you know so as soon as people come we we try to oh welcome what service will you be on what group meeting will you join that's, that's how we, you know, put, try to welcome er everyone. And so, um, but, but then when they join, even the children's meeting teachers, some of these are, you know, college freshmen. We, we have to tutor them. We have to mentor them. And if they would learn, if they would learn how to serve from the very beginning, the quality of their service actually may supersede many of the ones that we have now. They could go further. But some have to take the time to mentor them. And I would say the first point is prayer. And we do this. We tell them, you have to pray personally. So we give you a list. We give you a list of your serving team. And you should pray for everyone on the team and here are all the children you should pray for the children you don't know them all but pray for them and you'll get to know your level your group learn the parents names names pray for names not just things not just things so so um, if we have time I'll come back to this point of specific and thorough specific and thorough but, but, I w but I would like to say, before this, before this, we need Acts 13. When the saints come together, we need to come, we need to minister to the Lord. We need to minister to the Lord. We need to learn what this means. I had this prayer this, these few days. Lord, teach me what it means. Personally, 
And teach us as brothers, the brothers that I'm with, Lord, teach us to minister to you. I want this, Lord. I want this. Don't you want this? In your place? In your church? That, that, that the brothers taking the lead would have this. And that actually every service would have this. Even every small group meeting should have this. When the saints come together and, and before thinking, be, before the names, before thinking of things and, and, and lessons and activities, just to enjoy the Lord. But this takes time. And sometimes we're short of time. So what do we slice off? This. We come together, there's a little prayer. I wouldn't say it's not genuine, but I would say, and when I look back, I, I, I feel now in several situations I've been in, we shortchanged the Lord. We shortchanged Him. We, we, didn't, we didn't minister fully to Him first. And, and I, hope, I hope our saints could at least get this thought this concept. And a practical way, brothers, is just to come together and pray read first. Just enjoy the Lord together first. And He enjoys in our enjoyment. We have the mutual enjoyment with Him. And then, and then pray focused on Him, allowing Him to take the lead in the anointing. What to pray for whom to pray, and how to pray. And I feel, I feel with the fellowship that we received uh, in the training, uh, many of those things can be applied in this exercise. In this exercise. So anyway, everything I've mentioned thus far is in more on the corporate side. But I also feel, brothers, that there might maybe a lack on the personal side. And actually, this may be the reason that there's a lack on the corporate side. It, I don't know if you remember this one uh, little, it wasn't an, it was, it was kind of kind of illustration, but it was maybe more of a testimony that Brother Andrew gave when he was giving his message. He said, he said that uh, something like this, and if it's not exactly accurate, you can feel free to correct me. He says when he sits down to pray, there's a temptation to, right, three times, right? Three times. I don't know what, I forgot what the example, take care of the dog, or the email, and mow the lawn, and mow the lawn, yeah. There's, oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> If we're going to be the priests, if we're going to be the priests, then, then we have to learn personally how to spend time with the Lord and how to linger in front of Him and how to wait in front of Him. And, and I, I, can, I can tell you that it wasn't until... Um, Oh, it was probably about seven years ago that when this book was uh, published called uh, Lessons for New Believers. Do you, do you know that, that, that book, Lessons for New Believers? 
Um, of course, we have a lot of lessons for new believers, but this is a book, right? 25 chapters. And uh, the last five chapters are on this matter of the practice of fellowship. Oh, this fellowship, especially chapters 21, 2, 3, uh, I would say, I, I, I cannot quantify how much help those chapters have been. To put the words to some of my experience and to guide me into further experience. And some of these things are also found in the book How to Enjoy God and How to Practice the Enjoyment of God. I believe uh, chapters 5 and 12. 5 and 12. And uh, they were, th those two books were conferences Brother Lee gave very close to each other. The first book was shared in 1959 the second one was 1958, actually, the, the, the two writings. Brother Lee talks about <clears throat> meditating, musing, waiting, lingering, being bathed by the Lord's countenance, or bathing in the Lord's countenance. Oh, <laughs> when I was reading this, I said, oh, I want this. I've had, I've tasted this, but I want this every day. I want this experience every day. I want to learn how to wait on you, Lord. How to linger. Uh, there's, one, uh, there's one paragraph there. Being silent. Being silent. Oh, brothers, what a joy. What a release to be silent before Jehovah. I feel that that fellowship what really helps us in this, the practice to apply what we heard these few days. I, I found out, and Brother Lee addresses this in, this, in, this, uh, in these messages. I found out that my experience that I'd been battling with for many years was not that uncommon. Because I, I experienced this, trying to spend time with the Lord in the morning. And... Um, Incidentally, in one of the two books, he talks about the place of fellowship. The place of fellowship. There are types of fellowship or kinds of fellowship. One, one is set time, set place fellowship. And then the other one is any time, any place fellowship. And so for the set time, set place fellowship, I, I never saw any other ministry on this. He talks about picking a place to pray and over time, not too long, you remove all the distractions from that room or that area. You have to be practical. And so, and so um, um, because we, we, you know, we sometimes have uh, um, trainings or um, fellowship on this matter and we practice in the meeting hall. And then saints are, we tell, we assign a, 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 a sister to a room to pray to, you know, for, with the Lord for half an hour. But she, there, there's maps and schedules and pictures. And, and so she's, you know, I, I mean, we heard these testimonies. Now she'd be praying, oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, oh. I didn't know Dan was up there. Oh, amen. And then you come back. And then I, I remember we, were, we had a kind of like little mini training for, for our college students, uh, 
three weeks practicing this kind of fellowship for one hour, one hour with the Lord. And, and uh, one sister was praying in one of the children's meeting rooms, and she's praying, and she goes, oh, in the corner, cobwebs, cobwebs. And so she was so bothered, it was a children's room, cobwebs. So what she did was she actually climbed up and cleaned, and then she noticed, oh, all the way around, cobwebs. So she actually cleaned that off. That took half her morning time, but then it was gone because she was going to pray there every Tuesday to Friday for three weeks. So she removed that distraction. That's very good. Yeah. So that, that was, that's the point. You, you understand? Okay. <clears throat> but sometimes, sometimes we're praying, and as we're before the Lord, uh, I, 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 maybe, I don't know if you have this experience, and okay, as they were ministering to God and fasting, men, amen, and oh no, I forgot to send the brothers in Toronto the outlines. I did actually. That's yeah. it came to me. Sorry, James. Uh, but uh, does this ever happen to you? you? This has been the situation for the whole week, but you don't think about it. Why there? At this time? That surely is Satan's instigation. Throwing the fiery darts. Fiery darts. And so how will you react? Well, if you say, well, yeah, let me just get to it. Of course, then your morning time is sabotaged. But then we say, no, no, no. Okay, later, later. Okay. Amen. Oh, Lord Jesus. Lord, I love you. Amen. Ministering to the Lord. Well, I have a dental appointment later. Should I drive? Or take public transportation. Or parking there is just... <laughs> this ever happened to you? You could, be, you could be three minutes. Three minutes. You spent two minutes with the cobwebs. You spent one minute with the outline. And then three minutes here. But you only have ten minutes of prayer. So, r really, what is the level of quality of our personal time. And, and surely, surely, you know, we're going we're gonna to come to the matter of burden later. How do we expect the saints to know the Lord's burden if, they, if this is the kind of prayer they're having? Or the, and how, how do we expect the Lord's Day prophesying meeting to overflow the riches of Christ if this is the kind of morning revival the saints are having. Oh, I'm very burdened over this, brothers. And we have, we, we have to help our younger generation to learn, to pray, to pray read, to have fellowship with the Lord. Because it's, it's here, brothers, it's here that burden comes. It's here that eventually we read the Urim and the Thummim. We re I mean, we read the breastplate with the Urim and the Thummim. It's in this prayer, in this experience, 
But, but I would say there are, there really are stages. There's a stage of really coming to the Lord. That's the holy priesthood. And a big part of that practically is setting our mind on our spirit. And, and I'm not sure all the saints have mastered that. Interrupted thought is a big enemy. Interrupted thought. And it comes this way, and it comes that way. And your job? Have you never had a morning revival that half of it was in your job? You're praying, Lord, and then, oh, today, this, this. I got to do this, got to do that. Your whole itinerary is before you. But, and, and then, the service. There's a home meeting tonight. You're visiting a new one at lunch. And, and, and it's just constant. It's a barrage of thoughts. Interrupted thought damages the quality of our personal fellowship. So, <clears throat> I like, I like uh, maybe I can run through these very quickly. You know, it's interesting to me that um, we talked about 2 Corinthians this morning. It's the deepest book, is what our brother said in the, in the New Testament. Second Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians, Paul mentions our mind several times. In, in uh, 2.11, 2 Corinthians 2.11, I think it's 2.11, says that we may not be taken advantage of by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. And you know, this word schemes is from the same root as the word thought or mind. Very often, Satan will inject his schemes or his thoughts mm -hmm. while we're trying to have fellowship with the Lord. The problem is that we receive his thoughts thinking, because they're disguised as our thoughts, and then we entertain them. That's interrupted thought. But if we realize, no, these are his thoughts, Brothers, I, I tell you, what, the way I, I learned to practice is just right there say, no. Even out loud sometimes. No. Not now. Not now. And I come back. And don't repent. Don't repent for that because those are not your thoughts. Those are his thoughts. Just return. And then go on. It's an exercise. It's an exercise. And if you let your guard down, they come. Even this week, I have experienced this. This morning, I experienced the same thing. You know what I was thinking about this morning? Speaking here tonight. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, i got to talk, speak to them. You have to put it aside. Stay there. That's exercising dominion. You just stay there. Stay there. Chapter 3, verse four, uh, 14. 2 Corinthians 3.14, it says that their hearts were hardened. Their thoughts, their thoughts. You know, we, we, know, we pay attention to verse 16. The heart turns to the Lord. But in verse 14, it says their hearts, no, their thoughts were hardened. What is, what is a hardened thought? What does that mean? Have you ever had a hardened thought? You might think, oh, the atheists against God. But 
maybe you could consider the, the parable of the sower. The sower goes forth to sow. What's the seed? It's the word of God. What's the ground? It's our heart, which includes our mind. What's a hardened thought? It's any thought that doesn't let the word penetrate. So if at this time I'm praying, oh Lord, oh God is spirit, oh Lord, God is spirit, you're the spirit. I hope I get that upgrade tomorrow. Like out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere. That thought becomes a hardened thought. And we have to just turn. We have to just turn. In chapter 4, I think it's verse, uh, is it 4? It says that the God of this age blinds the thoughts of the unbelievers. The God of this age blinds the thoughts. Surely there's the application in the gospel. But, brothers, also with us, all the things of the age, they, they just, it's, they come up. They come up at this time. That's the God, the God of the age trying to blind our thoughts. Then chapter 10 to me is the key one. Chapter 10 verses 3 through 5. It puts it in the setting of warfare. We're warring a warfare. And we need to take captive every thought unto the obedience of Christ. When those thoughts come, we just have to take them captive. We say no. No. And it is an exercise. And then in chapter 11 verses 2 and 3 it talks about Eve in the garden, and he says, I fear lest somehow you, your, your thoughts would be corrupted from the, what is it? Simplicity and the purity, purity which is toward Christ. So it's interesting, Paul mentions the mind so many times in this experiential book. But I would say the key is chapter 10. Brothers, we need to take captive the thoughts unto the obedience of Christ so that we can focus on our beloved Lord and just enjoy Him and enter into His presence and let Him infuse us. Let Him, what? Fill us, saturate us, permeate us, occupy us. This is where it happens in this time. No wonder Satan fights against. It seems to me, brothers, that you could say, you know, in Ezekiel chapter 1, there are two wheels. There's the wheel, and then there's the inner wheel. Now, of course, the inner wheel really is Christ. But I would say in experience, the inner wheel is our enjoyment of Christ in our personal fellowship that leads us into his presence. Then he can impart his burden into us, how to pray, what to pray, whom to pray for then it really is his move. We would, brothers, if we have this, we would never fall into a movement. We would never fall into a movement. Because everything would be directed from Christ directly in our personal fellowship with him. And brothers, eventually, this is how burden comes. We enter into his presence. We're resting in him. And then we open to him. And he can let us know what's on his heart. And we have, a, we have a, a, a feeling. We have some feeling to pray for something. But, you know, from these books, I, I really like this one illustration that Brother Lee gives um, about this woman who ha whose, whose um, husband is sick. 
And so she prays for her husband. And Brother Lee says, how does this sister know that, brother, that God wants to heal her husband? Maybe he will allow this brother to pass away so that he might gain something in the members of the family. So this sister should not presume and just pray for healing. She should enter into the Lord's presence and then ask, Lord, shall I pray for my husband? Maybe the Lord would say, not yet. Stay with me. Stay being infused by me. But maybe she'd have a feeling, yes, now pray. So she'd pray, Lord, heal my husband. No. You should say, Lord, how shall I pray for my husband? How shall I pray? Oh, brothers, this was mind-blowing to me. This is specific and thorough. Right away I thought about David. You know, David in Psalm 27, 4, he says, One thing I've desired of the Lord, that will I seek, to dwell in the house of Jehovah all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of Jehovah and to inquire in his temple. Brothers, these two points summarize the feeling that I'm trying to convey. In our personal prayer, it should be first to behold the beauty of Jehovah and then inquire in his temple. Don't start inquiring unless you, you've had some beholding and enough beholding. And I've experienced that sometimes I come ready to pray. I'm burdened to pray for something. And the Lord will say, no, not yet. And so I pray some more and then I ask again, Lord, how about now? And eventually it's, no, not today. Just stay with me. Just stay with me. This is the Lord's recovery, right? It's the Lord's church. He knows. He knows. So you just leave that with him. But maybe there's the feeling to pray for something. You know, there's an illustration, if I'm not mistaken, it's 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 1. I think that story is in there, where, where uh, the Lord tells David to... Uh, 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 no, no, no. He prays, he prays. Lord, shall I go up? I think it's against the Philistines. And then... Shall I go up? That's the first question. He says, go up, Jehovah says. And then David says, how shall I go up? And then the Lord instructs him. And then he asks a third question. He says, will you deliver them into my hand? It's good to know this answer. <laughs> and the Lord says, I will deliver you into them. Deliver them into your hand. This is really the practice of inquiring. Inquiring. Brothers, this allows the Lord to put burdens on our heart. Specific burdens. Specific burdens. And then he can guide us to pray for these burdens in an effectual way. Brothers, I, I feel our prayers sometimes don't have the effect that we feel they should have. You know, in, the, in this book, Raising Up the Next Generation, is it the next, the last chapter? is on expecting the Lord's the last chapter expecting the Lord's blessing this is a lesson by Brother Nee and that, that was revolutionary to me I, I, was, I was so overjoyed the first time I read that many years ago whatever we do we should expect the Lord to bless abundantly if not why would you do it? of course it should be that everything is out from him 
and through him and to him. And this is applied in this kind of a fellowship. Right? How about we read uh, on the outline a little bit? <clears throat> Let's read Romans 1 together. As persons who serve... How about we go around reading section by section? Brothers, could you be A, and then brothers in this smaller section B, and we just go clockwise? Yeah? Brothers, please, A. For the propagation of the gospel in the schools, we need to saturate our work with prayer. The need in the schools is great, and we need to cover these matters with prayer. Amen. Brothers? Amen. Amen. Brothers. Prayer is the expression of our attitude toward the Lord, that we do not know what to do, and that we are not able to do anything. Amen. To be a person of prayer does not mean that we are constantly kneeling in prayer. A person of prayer exercises to always have an attitude of being nothing. Amen. Here. Here in Matthew 14, we have the example of the Lord Himself, right? Praying. We have the. Uh, it was in our, in our one of our outlines, in Mark, how the Lord would, early in the morning, He would go to a deserted place. I think it's Mark 1:35 or yeah. So deserted that they had. To, it says they had to hunt for Him. They were hunting for Him. And then, and then before he chose the twelve disciples, the apostles. He goes to the mountain and he prayed all night. It, even our Lord was one who put himself aside with the attitude, I can't do it. I open to the Father. That's our prayer. Saints, I, I hope we can train our serving saints. They have the heart these saints who volunteer to serve with us, they're all precious. They're all precious, and they have a heart. And especially the younger ones, they, they're coming up. I think we need to invest some time to tr lead them in these principles so that, so that the service could be effectual. Will we continue the reading, uh, D, this section here? Amen. Amen. Number one here. The insight we receive concerning the work, including our thorough understanding and long-term view, comes from prayer. Amen. Number two. Over here. Yeah, two. Oh. <laughs> Amen. How about, brothers, do that again. Number two over here in the corner, the, the pie section. Two. Watch 
Amen. Amen. And then number three here. A brief word about this matter of watching. I think we've all experienced that we would have, well, let me say this way, our experience in the work is sometimes cyclical. We have our ups and we have our downs. And maybe all of us could, could point to a more golden period of the, the labor being fruitful and then there's kind of a coming down. Maybe you're right now in a very golden time. That would be wonderful. But there is a tendency that when, when the things are going well, we don't watch. You know, in Matthew 13 it says, while they were sleeping, while the, while the slaves were sleeping, the enemy came and sowed the tares while they were sleeping. And remember, Brother Ed sp spoke this, there are different ways to sleep, right? Physically, psychologically, spiritually. What we're talking here is the spiritual sleep. And we're not on guard. And then things happen and we're surprised, even alarmed. And, and that draws a certain response. Sometimes, even in condemning the people, in an improper way. Maybe they need to be dealt with somehow. But n not like that. Was there the, firstly, we were short of watching. Secondly, we may be short of the thorough prayer, how to touch the situation. Because when we touch, we make it worse and offend more people. So this matter of watching is very important. But again, I would say, brothers, if we have this kind of exercise before the Lord personally, and then we have that kind of prayer before the Lord corporately, there will be a stronger sensitivity. We will be able to smell the things before they fully come. Too often, too often we are reactionary, not preventative. We don't see the things ahead of time. We don't have, as it says here, the insight nor do we have the foresight. But the Lord in our spirit, He knows. He sees. You know, the living creatures are full of eyes. Full of eyes. They see everything. If we have the proper coordination in prayer, we'd be more, more watchful. Point E says, prayer is also necessary to deal with the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Our fighting is against the evil spiritual forces in the heavenlies. We need this kind of binding prayer and realize who we are fighting. Let's read F together. This, uh, You know, for the petition prayer, the prayer of petition, there are principles. There are principles. Uh, 
like, well, these are, Brother Nee has a wonderful lesson on, on, on this matter. Be specific. Right? Be specific. Second, don't pray amiss. Don't pray amiss. Then, pray confessing. We have to c confess our sins. And then, one is, is this. Pray persevering. Not giving up. And, and then, there's a matter of faith. Pray believing. Eventually, that believing turns into praise. It's good for us to spend time with our younger serving saints to learn both the personal prayer and the corporate prayer, to learn the prayer of fellowship and the prayer of petition, that, that, that the Lord's move among us would be more prevailing, more prevailing. Maybe uh, I'll stop here. We